Hello there, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Partial Historians. I am an ill Dr. Rad. Still rad, just sad. <laughs> rad but sad. Rad oh. but sad. <laughs> I am your co-host, Dr. Greenfield. I'm sorry to hear that you're unwell, Dr. Radness. It's all right, it's all right. I'm expecting a stripper gram from you later to make me feel better. <laughs> you know me, I aim to please. <laughs> So, in spite of my illness, there is Roman history to be discussed, Dr. G. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, there is. Yeah, we've been tracing the journey of Rome from the founding of the city, and we're kind of getting somewhat closer. <laughs> <laughs> we're inching closer and closer yeah. all the time, exactly. dear listeners. Exactly. So, last time we spoke, I believe we were talking about um, some people being tried for misconduct during battles. One of them was condemned, one of them wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, it was a, a bit of a crazy situation. It was, yeah. Um, from what I can remember. Yeah. Um, so, Civilius sort of was up on trial yeah. for, like, letting everybody down. Yeah. And he's like, guys, everybody makes mistakes. Well, Rome has just been through quite a traumatic episode, if our sources are anything to go by, in that they have just suffered the loss of the entire Fabian Gens. Not really. <laughs> but pretty substantial. <laughs> Most of the Fabians. Most of the Fabians. <laughs> That's right. Um, and in the aftermath of that, I can understand that there's going to be, you know, some fallout. You can't just lose Somebody's a family. Somebody's to blame. Yeah, you can't just lose a family and then everyone be all cool with it. <laughs> true, true. But they have yeah. the trials and yeah. everything works out, kind of. Well, yeah. <laughs> not, not for Menenius, but for Civilius, yes. Yes, it does. Civilius gets out quite well. He does. Now, in my account after this, of course, as soon as internal problems are dealt with, external problems arise to take their place. <laughs> In my account, I'm up to a new war. What are you it's up always to? a seamless transition. I know. What are you up to? Uh, yeah, it turns out that, well, Dionysius reckons that they have to face uh, the Tyrrhenians, so mm. heading up north again. Yeah, Vain yeah. needs to be properly dealt with. Of course, of course. And it turns and this, out. This is who the Fabians were trying to deal with in the first place. It is. Yeah. It is. So that was not quite knocked over, as mm. it turns out. Well, um, no. <laughs> I, I killed all the Fabians. <laughs> it was a bit of a loss. They didn't deal with them at all. <laughs> so, you know. There's that outstanding war at play. Yes. And it seems like the Sabines have gotten excited about the fact that yes. uh, Vey has like pulled off this victory, wiped out the Fabian Gens, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're like, we're all bored. Let's join together. This is exactly what I have in Livy. Surprising. <laughs> Surprising. But yes. Oh, our sources come together. I know. Finally, there is some agreement. <laughs> yeah, I, I can understand this happening because it would seem that Rome is totally on the back foot. Um, and therefore, it would make sense for, you know, my... Wait, 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 hang on, sick brain. My enemy's <laughs> enemy is my friend? Mm, yes, yes. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I can totally understand them joining forces and trying to deal with Rome together. Yes. Um, strongly fought against the Romans. Yeah. So we're in round about 475 mm. BC. Yes, um, yes. Just to recap where we are historically. Yeah. We're in the middle of the consulship of Publius Valerius Publicola. Mm. And of, of the popular family. Of the very popular family. <laughs> historically quite popular. Indeed. And of Gaius Nautilus Rutilus. Never heard of him before. Who's that guy? <laughs> well, just you wait. He gets short shrift in the narrative as well. <laughs> yeah. So, luckily for the Romans, in my account, um, even though they've got unity amongst the people of Vey and the Sabines, they do still have some friends. The Latin, yeah, the Latin allies, 
the Latines and the Hernicians. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. they're very good allies. They've been given lots of gifts. So loyal. I'd want them on side, really. They are loyal. Good they are them. very loyal. <laughs> and they're expecting some booty. Well, and the Romans call on them, of course, to face uh, off this united front. And so in my account, it's uh, Valerius, the consul Valerius, who is sent with Roman forces to, um, to deal with this situation. Um, and the way that he deals with it in Livy is that he chooses to attack the Sabine camp first. And the Sabines seem to have camped basically right near the walls of Vey. So, you know. Seems that, reasonable. Exactly. Yeah. Hi, Ferns. Precisely. Um, now, I don't know whether the Sabines, I don't know, weren't expecting this to happen, but they seem to be quite <laughs> panicky quite quickly. <laughs> and so when the Romans attack them, they seemingly run around, like, knocking into each other, dropping plates, you know. Yeah, <laughs> gasps, screams, you know. Uh, they don't seem to be very prepared for an attack. For Nobody people who told are... me a dinner party was happening. The Romans are here, guys. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> what? You mean uniting against Rome means that they might turn up? War? <laughs> yeah, so that's what happens in my account. How about yours? Um, it, yeah, I think that we've got a nice sort of almost ah, seamless unity synergy, here. Synergy. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. So Valerius sets out with the flower of the Roman youth and the <laughs> auxiliary forces. even left, but okay, yeah. Oh, yeah no. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they must be getting younger all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they're the flower. The flower. The delicate bud. Oh. Yeah. No Fabii. Children. Sorry. Children, soldiers. <laughs> um, this is how you learn to defend <laughs> Rome. Right. Oh, God. Um, so, yes, the flower of the youth, as they are so described. Yeah. And the auxiliary forces, which must be the Latins and the Hunusians, but they're not referred to specifically by Dionysius. He just sort of, uh, sort of brushes over them. Dropping the ball, Dionysius. Just saying. (laughs) Auxiliary forces of the Allies. That's right. Yeah. And they head towards uh, Vey. Yeah. They come across the Sabine camp. Mm-hmm. And the Sabines apparently haven't set up any watch or guard because they feel like they're in safe territory. Uh, yeah. Foolish. That's really Whoops. weird because, as we've said numerous it's a, times, it's a war they camp is not guys. that far away. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, you can march there. It doesn't yeah. take that long. Exactly, yeah. So the Sabines are asleep and caught unawares mm. um, and they don't do very well and they basically run away and a whole bunch of them are described as being slain in their beds, which doesn't sound very yeah, pleasant see, at all. This is interesting, actually, because I don't know whether my account is disagreeing with yours or whether it's just that they didn't have any guard in your account because Livy is quite specific about the way the Romans then start to take the camp in that he says that they attacked the gate and then captured it and then attacked the ramparts, and that's where they start having like a really fierce battle, which would imply... I mean, that that's all stuff just for those of you who aren't, you know... <laughs> up on your military technology in ancient times, what are you doing? Um, that would imply that they do have defences up yeah, around like a, the camp, yeah. like fortifications. Is yeah. that is that what... Yeah, Danny... that, and that makes sense. That seems like a far more reasonable no, 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 narrative. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought you said... Uh, yeah, never mind. I thought Dionysus was like, they just went to sleep. Yeah, no, but he does. Like, he, <laughs> right, okay. he says that there is no guard worth mentioning. Uh-huh. And so this is a clear discrepancy in these accounts. Okay, cool, cool. Um, And I'd say that Livy is a far more reasonable account at this point. Mm. Of course, if you've got a camp, you should have ramparts. Yeah. You should have a gate. Um, there's got to be a no camp and holiday, Sabines. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. would you would obviously have a defensive perimeter around your camp. Yeah, that's just basic war strategy at this point in this region. Totally. Yeah. Um, so the idea that the Romans were able to get in 
and just kill soldiers while they're sleeping. Mm. Seems like a very unlikely story coming from Dionysus. Well, Livy definitely agrees that there, he says, he specifically says, well, at least the English translator of Livy says, there was carnage rather than a battle. So, yeah, totally the Sabines are going to get massacred. But, um, but yeah, he talks a lot about how there's, you know, confusion in the city of Vey itself, which is obviously next to the camp. Um, he describes the people of Vey running around as though their city had been captured. Lunatics. <laughs> Lame. Um, and that some of them go to help the Sabines, some of them just go to, like, fight the Romans, and therefore the Romans kind of end up, it seems, like, about to take the Sabine camp, so they're kind of fighting a, a war. I'm using flesh rabbits. A war <laughs> on two fronts, as in they're fighting... Ooh. I should probably say battle. They're, yeah. um, they're fighting the Sabines on one side and the people of Vey on the other, and, yeah... Okay. But, yeah, because, yep, they're, yep. because they're the Romans, they totally give them the old one, two, and no problems. <laughs> <Ay>. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, I think the outcome is essentially the same, but how they get there is a little bit different okay, in our source okay. material. Tell me, tell me. Uh, well, I don't really have too much to add. It's mostly that Dionysius seems to suggest that he takes the Sabine camp first. Yeah. Um, Valerius goes in. He's got the flower of the Roman youth. It's all great. <laughs> Yeah. Um, they sleep people in their beds. Nice. Woo. And then they move almost directly straight on to attacking Vey and yeah. the camp of the Venetians, which right. is nearby. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, it's in a better defensive position than of the Sabine course. camp. Yeah. Um, they're in their own territory. Seems yeah. reasonable. Um, but again, the Tyrrhenians and the Vey, people of Vey all start to sort of crumble under the pressure yeah. and sort of flee back into the city. Yeah. Okay, cool. The Roman cavalry gets a special mention in my account. It's playing a crucial role. Oh. <laughs> I love, I love the way that five Livy, stars cavalry. I, know, I love that Livy sums this up. He says, "Thus were overcome in the same hour two armies <laughs> of the two greatest and most powerful of the neighboring states." Ha <laughs> ha! It's almost like the opening of Romeo and Juliet. Two castles. <laughs> I know, both alike in dignity. I feel like Livy might have, and this is pure guesswork, but. I kind of feel like after all the badness with the loss of the Fabians, not really, <laughs> that maybe Livy tried to sort of play this up a little bit to, I don't know, just make the Romans sound like things aren't so bad. They're coming, it's coming around. Everything's coming up Rome again. After the disastrous loss. Well, yeah, I mean, it was pretty bad. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. the, the city of Rome itself was almost captured. I mean, it was pretty close run. So... I kind of feel like maybe that's why Livy has a bit more detail and is kind of trying to brag a little bit. The redemption narrative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, got to come back from that with something. <laughs> Dionysius instead decides to focus on the possible redemption of Servilius. Oh, yeah. Does he fight in this? Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> oh, well. He's uh, fighting as a legate, so a junior commander underneath mm. Valerius. Right. And he distinguishes himself quite well in this battle. Hmm. Ah. I'm skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> Showing up just in time to make good. Then again, just because you're a douchebag doesn't I suppose make you incapable of fighting as a soldier. <laughs> yeah, so my notes on the side here is like, is this redemption for Civilius no. or is this confirmation that the patricians were right about him? He's beyond redemption. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Yeah, okay. Fair call, fair call. So it seems like Livy and Dionysius are using this moment uh, yeah. in, in perhaps different ways to achieve similar Some redemption. Ends. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree, I agree, because it seems like, you know, it's another one of those battles that we talked about a million times. You know, skirmishes with they, skirmishes with the Sabines. Nothing really special, I don't think, to see here, except for the fact that it's the first one after 
you after know, the Fabii loss. Well, and and the subsequent, you know, oh my god, they're going to take Rome. Like they've come the whole way. <laughs> and certainly, it seems that the Romans themselves are very invested in how this outcome goes as well, because. Yeah. Uh, Valerius is granted a triumph. Ooh. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, as a result of the victories in this particular sequence of battles. Uh, and it's given some description in Dionysius as well. So there's a little bit of emphasis placed on it. You know, this is the redemptive perhaps we, moment. Uh, perhaps we should remind our listeners, just in case they're joining us for the third time, what a triumph is. Ooh, a triumph is a yeah. very exciting military victory yeah. reward. Yeah, it's kind of like the best thing you can get, Definitely. apart from actual booty. <laughs> Definitely. But in theory, honor-wise, it's the best that you can Huge get. Huge public recognition. Yeah. Um, you get to walk along a processional route mm. into Rome. Yeah. Um, With your troops, which is not allowed any yeah. other time. Very fancy. Yeah. You get to wear the special toga. Yeah. All purple. Yeah. Hail. Yeah. Um, which is like kingly, basically. Yeah, L- so like it used to be. Yeah, harking, in the good old days when they were kings. Harking back to the royal moments. Yeah, um, and it's described in this case as the people who are lining the processional route are crowned with garlands. So everybody's Ooh. coming out to celebrate. Everyone gets a garland. <laughs> the route itself has been perfumed with frankincense. Oh wow! I know. Ooh la la. Scented pavement. <laughs> now you know you've made it. <laughs> and when he enters, he and the army are received with bowls of honeyed wine. Ooh, Tasty. Mm. <laughs> the Romans do like their wine with a bit of honey, don't they? Weirdos. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or water. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, it's one or the other. Grace. Uh, <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay, so that's obviously pretty special, even though at this point in time, I'm imagining that it would be fairly it doesn't, small scale. <laughs> it, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't seem that significant. As far as the narratives goes and, yeah. and the type of battle being described, this seems like pretty routine warfare yeah, yeah, on yeah. the Romans' part. But you're right. If they're giving them a triumph, then, you know. Plus, I mean, let's face it. They just like the Valeriae Publicola people. They just like them. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're yeah. very much in favor. Yeah. And this means that everything that Nautilus does, mm. the other consul for this Ooh. year, yeah, gets yeah. relegated to a single paragraph. <laughs> well, at least he gets a paragraph. He's got nothing in mind. <laughs> yeah. Look, you know, he tried. He was um, sent um, with the Latins and the Hanusians particularly. Yes. Um, and to help defend their territory. So. Oh, okay, sorry. Correction. He does get stuff in mind. I thought you were talking about it against Bay. I was like, he's got no part in that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's heading out against the Volsci guy, who seem to be this sort of yes. perennial threat well, to ag- the south. Again, I mean, you know, it's it's a usual skirmish warfare with people around them, isn't it? Yeah, I've got the Valer- uh, the Volskians and the Aquii. Oh, yeah. yes. Well, the Aquii do get a mention. I okay. just sort of skipped over them. <laughs> sorry, that wasn't getting, Dionysius. Getting, getting sketchy in your old age. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, I've been unwell this week as well. What nah, can I say? Excuses, excuses. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, the only sort of significant detail that's attached to Nautilus's exploits is that he does a lot of um, crop burning. Um, so oh. he does a bit of scorched earth as part of his policy. Wow. Um, retreating out. <laughs> Seems risky given the whole grain issue. I know, I know, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, that's exactly what my note says. Seems a crazy act given the recent grain shortage. Yeah, and you know, the starvation yeah. and whatever. <laughs> so I feel like uh, Rome is like sort of almost in over its head at this point. They've got their own grain shortage to deal with. They're surrounded by enemies. They're stretching their forces in different directions, but mm. they don't want anybody else to have any grain either, even though it probably would be a better bet at this point to steal well, see, grain. That, that might actually explain the very vague detail that I get in uh, 
Livy because Livy talks about how to the Volskians and the Aquii obviously see that Rome is distracted dealing with Vey and Sabines. Classic maneuver, they pounce. They start attacking the Latin territory because, of course, they're away helping the Romans. So, of course, the Romans are like, well, we can't let our allies be treated like that and, you know, send off Nautilus to, to deal with them. However, what he says is that every kind of severity and indignity was practiced against the Volskians, but they wouldn't actually fight. Oh. So there's actually not like a There's no actual set to battle. No. I mean, they're not, not according to Livy. Um, because, yeah, the Volskians are just not having a bar of it. So he's trying to provoke an engagement and it's just not happening. That might explain what he means when he says every kind of severity and indignity. Because I'm like, what the hell is that? That sounds like a long list. Like, That's it. Like, like, let your imagination run wild, dear listener. Yeah, like, like you moon them, <laughs> a la Braveheart. You make them watch, like, J-Lo movies back to back. What is this? <laughs> you see your grain? I'm pooping on your grain. Yeah. <laughs> what about that? I don't know. Like, you sleeping with their wives? What's going on here? I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I think the scorched earth policy that might makes be part sense. of that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Totally. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, in my account, it kind of fizzles out, and that's why Nautius has, you know, yeah, pretty naught m- to celebrate. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So he returns home, doesn't get a trial. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Volsci I remain unimpressed. Um, <laughs> when are they ever impressed with the Romans? Let's Look, be let's be honest. <laughs> Fair okay. enough. So that takes me basically into the next year. Oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. time. A brand new year. Yeah. And once again, I think we've got a bit of a favourite family coming to the fore, Dr. G. Do Ooh. you have Lucius Furius being one of the consuls for the family? <laughs> I certainly do. A Furious. Uh, I love the Furious family. No one's as good as Spurious Furious, but <laughs> I'll take a Lucius if that's all I can get. I've also got Aulus Manlius um, yeah, being in charge with Okay, him. yeah, yeah. So... It's round about 474 BCE. Um, Lucius Furius Mendelinus Fusus. Whoa. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm getting into like when looking up all happen? of their names. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Furii Mendelunini are a patrician <laughs> branch of the Furii Gens. Of the patrician family, the Furii. <laughs> the Furious Gens. Um, they are the most furious. <laughs> and there seems to be some conjecture and discrepancy around the name of the other consul. So, mm. Aulius Manlius Volso. Mm is one of the names listed in Dionysius. It sounds like that's the name that's I also listed that's in guy. Livy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, we think um, through further investigation that this might actually be Gnaeus or Gaius Manlius Volso. Okay, so it is a manly eye. <laughs> it is a manly eye. And, and men. Manly men. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> um, but he's given this name Aulus in a lot of these accounts because there is a a decimvir in 451 mm. coming up soon on the partial historians <laughs> how soon we'll never uh, know. 20 years from now <laughs> uh, 451 bc um and he's recorded in the fasti capitolini mm. but chronologically it doesn't it doesn't Makes really sense. support um throwing this guy 20 years back in time i was gonna so, say yeah that, that's still quite a gap i mean yeah i know that he probably it's possible it's possible but yeah that's quite a um, gap yeah so they think that this guy is nias or gaius though there's a slippage between those two prinomens okay. um over time and this is the father of the later decimvir right yeah, yeah that would make sense yeah well i don't actually have a lot recorded for them apart from the fact that Manlius, whoever his whoever he really is, <laughs> is placed in charge with dealing with Vey. 
And after all this drama, after all these lost little Fabii, all of you can tell me is that he's put in charge of dealing with Vey, but that the war didn't continue. I'm like, really? That's it? I mean, I know it's not it. I know it will come oh. back, but still, like, that's it for now. Okay, okay. I have some more details <laughs> okay. that hopefully will satisfy okay, you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I really hate it when men leave me unsatisfied. <laughs> Ooh, same. <laughs> um, I'm here to help. Don't worry. Thanks. <laughs> You're like, can your lady friends? <laughs> so, manliness. Yeah, he's told that he needs to, like, lead out some troops and mm. and tackle the issue with Vey. Yeah. And and that's fine, but Vey has shut themselves all up in their city, and they're refusing mm. to come out. And then it seems that they send some ambassadors. Um, Interesting. It's so weird. Like, it's not that long ago they're coming from a position of strength. And now look at them hiding behind their walls. Well, <laughs> hiding behind their walls, but sending ambassadors to the Tyrrhenians, so further up north, and to the Sabines to see if they can gather oh. enough forces together. Sorry. I oh. thought you were going to say a room. Oh, no, yeah. yeah, but just wait. I mean, it doesn't go well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that fails. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense, yeah. Um, and then they come out uh, of the city and with tokens of supplication to offer yes. to Manlius. Yes. And they beg for an end to the war. Well, apparently Manlius um, is in charge of organizing a truce with them. And it, apparently it's negotiated for 40 years and they is obliged to give Rome corn and to pay their soldiers. Yeah, this is pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah, so a truce for 40 years. I'm with you. Sure. Um, and the uh, the sense that they have to pay for a year's worth of army support. Yeah. And provisions for two months. So two months worth of grain. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Essentially. Sounds reasonable. <laughs> In a grain crisis? Well, I mean, you know, like that's the point. Of course. Oh. <laughs> what else are they going to ask for? You know, like that totally makes sense to me. <laughs> Guys, we're hungry. Yeah. Now, of course, of course, in the usual swings and roundabouts that is Roman history at this time, once Vey is put down, Volskiae dealt with, the Aquii are fine, that gives the Romans at home something to think about. And so, of course, we've got internal problems. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But before we get to the internal oh, problems. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm with you. Okay. Um, you know, Manlius gets an ovation for... What? <laughs> for that? For, for developing a truce with Vey, apparently. Oh, that's lame. <laughs> this, is like, this is like a smaller, less impressive triumph. Yeah, um, he I doesn't get. I always wear... imagine it as being a bit like a standing ovation nowadays, where people are like, "Yeah, I'll stand up for you," but that's it. Uh, <laughs> no more than that. Um, he gets to wear a crown, but it's not the laurel crown; no, it's a myrtle no. crown. Yeah, yeah. lame. Uh, <laughs> it's either laurels or nothing. <laughs> um, he gets to enter on foot. Apparently, if it's a triumph, he does get to ride in the chariot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So um, you <laughs> can walk into the city, and everyone's like. Uh. Well, I mean, I get that the thing with Vey has been a big deal, but this is a pretty <laughs> fizzle out ending. I, well, I mean, yeah. I suppose, I suppose, I should at least concede that there is some diplomacy shown. So I guess it's not a bad thing. <laughs> but also, we've got. I, I think this is also part of this legacy of the loss of the Fabii. Yeah, where it's yeah. like we've got to resolve this situation. That's true. Yeah. And Rome does have a grain crisis, even if it's really not willing to admit it. Yeah, um, I guess. And if they can <laughs> stop fighting people for a while, they will have time to farm their crop. <laughs> And eat. <laughs> and eat. Yeah. And that might be nice for a change. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Mm. Well, I guess, I but mean, yes. this is the thing. The grain crisis is what the problems that I am facing at home is all about, Dr. G. Yeah, and this is just a small segue into the disastrous internal <laughs> politics of Rome. Because yeah. as soon as you don't have war, what happens? Yep. 
Oh, the grain crisis. The agrarian <laughs> law. It comes back. Yeah, so basically in Livy's account, once again, those troublesome tribunes are at work. <laughs> They're reminding the plebeians, you know how you're starving? Don't you remember that? I'm sure that you've forgotten because you're such idiots most of the time. Feel your empty <laughs> belly. But now that we're not concentrating on external problems, let's remind ourselves of what this is all really coming down to. Um, the fact that we're starving. Starving and have no grain. <laughs> And the consuls don't seem to have been, um, even though in our prior episode we talked about um, the two guys who were brought up on charges, Menenius, who committed suicide out of shame, um, and Servilius, who got away with it, don't know how, apparently rhetorically, <laughs> talked his way out <laughs> of the In spite of them being put on trial for agrarian-related issues, the consuls seem oblivious <laughs> to this problem, in my account. How are they in your... Yeah, well, it's a pretty swift year in terms of the consulship because in yeah. Dionysius's narrative, we've just we have the truce concluded with Ve, and yeah. then we move into the next year of politics. Uh, yeah, see, I think I think that Livy is trying to indicate that the tribunes are whipping up problems at the end. Of at the Berea's. end, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, and uh, because it does seem to be these consuls who are accosted by one of the by one of the tribunes at least, uh, a tribune by the name of Titus Genucius. Oh, interesting. He actually lays hold of them. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that that's very dramatic. I should Laying have a sound on hands. I I know, I should actually have a sound effect for that because that's actually a dramatic thing that a tribune can do now. Um He can touch a console? Well, you know, he can touch a console and they can't be like, get, get your hands off me, beat him up. Um, I guess they just have to be like, all right, well, this is happening. (laughs) (laughs) I just got touched. I'm uncomfortable with that. Well, just because I guess, I mean, I know that we're unclear about when exactly the tribunes get the whole, you can't touch this, oh, 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 kind of power. (laughs) My body is sacred. But they do have that sacrosanct, yeah, they do have that sacrosanct thing happening. And so I kind of feel Hmm. like this is a dramatic moment. Anyway. But after saying that, um, you know, and the fact that, you know, obviously all of the consuls, well, all the consuls, all two of them, are against anything that he is proposing, then he segues into the other consuls. So, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So there is some overlap here. Um, yeah. So I have a tribune by the name of Gnaeus Ganucius. Okay, well, so I'm, I'm, guess, I'm guessing they're the same guy. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, and he's definitely moving forward with land reform. Yeah. And he starts off, according to Dionysius, he starts off his operation for this in 473. Okay. So it's underneath some new consuls. Yeah. Lucius Aemilius Mamercus. Yeah, I've got him. Yep. And Vopiscus Julius. Yes. Now, there is some discrepancy about this. I actually checked Broughton. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I know. Hello. <laughs> Yeah, so Livy actually says it's Lucius Aemilius Mimercus, um, who had been consul in 484 and had fought against Fay, um, like way back in the day, like when the Fabians were first setting themselves up as like a private army or whatever. Um, so he's obviously not new to this job. And Livy also names Opiter Virginius. Oh, um, as an alternative. That is nothing like for yeah, Piscus who, I, Julius. I actually think it might be, again, it's either a guy who's held, who's held this position before, like way back in like around 500-ish, like around the turn of the century, or it's a, a relative of some sort, obviously. Um, a son, <laughs> not a daughter. Uh, <laughs> but he does mention that he does find other records um, for Piscus Julius as the consul. And Broughton definitely goes with... Julius. So, just nerding. 
Yeah. yeah okay yeah. so we've got some interesting like issues with potential names yeah exactly. um we've also got another nice reference to the date discrepancy that comes up through dionysius where he gives you um the reference point for the greek calendar which is the 77th olympiad ah. which turns out to be 471 bc well see i have to admit in my account i am in 471 aha uh-huh. yeah but i mean like i don't really you know like i'm just going with what the translator's telling me so yeah there's a there yeah. seems to be like a about a two-year gap yeah. at any point in time before we'd really nailed down a Completely. proper calendar. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we have this Ganukius figure yes. who is whipping up uh, the passions of the poor. Yeah. Um, he assembles the populace. Um, so the Tribune of the Plebs can always assemble a popular council. Yeah. Um, let's get together, people. Let's talk. Um, so he keeps doing that and he yeah. keeps talking about them. Um, and what he wants essentially seems to be to force the consuls to carry out the degree, the decree of the Senate that concerns the allotment of lands. And I was like, oh, that's going way back in time. I was going to say, I, I actually, when I was reading over this today, I actually had to refresh my memory about what <laughs> earth he was talking about. Cause I'm like, what? We've been, we've been so fixated on like they and external wars that I've actually forgotten where we were up to with the agrarian problem. Yeah, the agrarian problem has been going on for nearly 15 years. I know it's been point. going on for a while, but yeah, I just, I could not remember when we last talked about it, which yeah. is actually refreshing. <laughs> because for a while, that's all we talked about. <laughs> for a while, that was all that was on the table. Then it was all Fabii, and now we're back to agrarian Exactly, yeah, back to the green. <laughs> so it turns out that he's making a reference back to the consulship of 486, roundabout. Spurius mm. Cassius Vicilinus. I was going to say, it's going back to Spurius Cassius, who yeah. was like such a demagogue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Proculus Virginius Tricostus Rutilus. <laughs> Who could forget a name like that? Oh, that yet I managed to. <laughs> I rolled off the tongue that time. That was you amazing did. for me. Oh, very Dr. G. Uh, thank I'm you. I'm giving you an Avetio. Oh, oh, a little merciful crown. Little claps. Little claps. Oh, <laughs> I can wear a special toga. Um, <laughs> And these guys are the ones who said, well, maybe we should set up this decimvirate, like this council of That's 10 right. men. Yes, exactly. Of ex-senators, consuls, yes. to go around, look at all of the public land, um, make a list, yeah. and then start the redistribution process. And then the consuls, every year from that year, have stalled on following through on actually doing the work for They're that. They're meant to be making a <laughs> list. Yeah, checking it's right. Woo! <laughs> And boy, have they been abrogating their duty yeah. around that one. <laughs> I thought you were going to say naughty. <laughs> They've been naughty. Not nice. Not nice. That's right, yeah. Um, <laughs> and Ganukius is so angry, and now yeah. he's making the people angry. Absolutely. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he tries to get uh, the consuls of that year, Aemilius and Vapiscus, in trouble, and the consuls of the previous year, Manlius and Lucius. I was going to say, yeah, Lucis. it's Furious and Manlius who are specifically named as well in my account. He's like, yeah. you guys are supposed to have done this. Why haven't you done it? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, it wasn't our problem that those sort of things came up. It in wasn't a sem- me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like those things came up in the consulship of so and so and so and so in 486. It was their job. You want to you want to find out what's going on there? You need to talk to them because that happened in their magistracy, not ours. Yeah, exactly. So in my account, Furious and Manlius, um, because they've been called to a trial before the people, they dress up as suppliants um, and they address the you know, the plebs essentially, obviously, because they're the people that are bad. But also, of course, 
the younger patricians. <laughs> they oh. tend to be they tend to come up in these sorts of moments, the younger patricians, because I gather they're quite they're kind of hotheads. <laughs> they really are like the rich, out of control. <laughs> I can't wait to be consul. Never pay penalties for their actions. You know, they're just cruising around in Ferraris and you know. rich kids. Yeah, they, they come they come in at these moments so that the uh, the older patricians I think can just rile them up. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, they basically talk to them, um, uh, I guess, trying to appeal to them um, and, you know, pointing out all the all the stuff that, in their opinion, had been outrageous in the previous years. For example, the fact that Menenius had been charged and then had, you know, committed suicide because of, you know, the shame and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so obviously they're trying to say, like, no, wait a second, wait a second. We don't want to get carried away with these tribunes. They do nothing but cause trouble. <laughs> we don't want to go to these extremes. <laughs> Is that what happens in your version of things? Well, ah, look. Well, let me guess. There's a speech. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm so pleased that there's not a speech. Okay. Um, so, Ganukius wants to have a trial um, of the consuls. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely happening in my um, yeah. But it doesn't really come about. Mm. Um, well, yeah, it might have just been summoned to a trial. <laughs> well, mostly because, unfortunately, the day before the trial, Ganukius is found dead. Oh, yeah, okay, see, that happens after my consul's going around and, like, saying stuff. Yeah, very mysterious. Then it's, it's all meant to be happening. The consuls are meant to be coming to answer the charges. And then, dun, dun, dun! A body is found. Murder most foul. Ooh, I feel like, do you think that's a good place to maybe leave the listeners for today? What happened to Ganukius? <laughs> Find out in the next episode. Yeah, excellent. Now, Dr. G, I think that means that we are uh, ready to do the partial pick. <laughs> We are certainly ready to do the partial pick. Thank you, Igor. Ooh, put those talons away. Oh, oh, it's flying <laughs> towards me. Um, so, the partial pick. Yes. Out of a possible, there are five categories. Yes. We mark them out of ten, which means that Rome can achieve a point score of 50 Roman eagles. They haven't even come close so far. <laughs> so far, so terrible. Yeah, okay. So what's our first category, Dr. G? Military clout. I actually feel like it's quite positive today. I mean, it's nothing like, I don't feel like it's anything spectacular, but it's pretty good. Look, I mean, there were some battles that they won. Yep. Triumphs were had. Yep. Ovarios were had. I mean, technically, they kind of beat back the Volscians, the Aquii, the they and the people from A and the Sabines. Wow. All right. That's a lot for one episode. I think it has to be about a seven, then. I was going to say, I think a seven, just because it's not spectacular. And let's face it, the Volscii didn't technically fight. They just, you know... (laughs) Made the Romans come all the way out there for nothing. <laughs> Guys. Yeah, exactly. Teasing all right. me. All right, so we've got a seven. Yeah. And then we have diplomacy. Okay. Well, there is definitely... Actually, again, for once, I feel like there is evidence of some diplomacy because of the negotiation with they for the 40-year truce. Yeah, you don't get a 40-year truce every day, no. do you? No. Mm. I mean, will they keep to it? That's another thing. The people of they have played this trick before. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you can't have a peace unless you start having a peace. Precisely. Okay, mm. so that's, I think that that's the only really... really I'd say, yeah, because we've got we've got enemies in the sort of the south and we've got enemies in the north. Yeah. I kind of want to give this maybe a six. Okay. Maybe. Right. Fair enough. You know, it's over 50. But the but grain. Like, you were very impressed by the grain. I was impressed by the grain. But, mm. I mean, are the Volsci pleased? 
I mean, that's not that's diplomacy. True. That's so. true. No, they were just like, yeah, oh, bullying them. Oh, you're talking about the green that they the vague the, that people oh, vague. It. Yeah, yes. I mean, like, sorry, the people they give to yeah, the yeah, yeah. So okay, you want to elevate that one? Well, yeah. I kind of feel like you know, not only do you have a forty year truce with they, but you also have them giving you grain in a grain crisis. Nice. And paying for your soldiers for a while, which nice. again, you know, presumably lifts the load. You know. Oh, so good. Yeah. Uh, but that's Ooh, just... Ooh, yeah, okay. Let's do it. Nice. Seven. All right, cool. All right, what's our next category? Uh, expansion. Okay. That is there a bad is zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> none of that. There is it's too early. None. Too early. Yeah. Rome's still trying to figure out who it is. Yeah. Uh, Wirtus. Mm, this is a tricky one. Yeah, look. Some... Now, we did agree that Wirtus were judging them by their own standards. <laughs> so I've got to keep that in mind. <laughs> judging it by Roman standards yeah i mean you have servilius mm. who comes through his trial manages to get out of it and then shows his prowess in battle that's, that's true that's i mean they are fighting well mm. okay uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm still not feeling it though i don't feel like it's huge i mean you know there's like there's good stuff in battle but i feel like there's nothing else really worth mentioning it's about a three by the sounds yeah, of it. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like there's nothing much else. One like, guy out of the whole citizen body has maybe demonstrated some weird <laughs> redeemed to himself slightly. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, the citizen score. Uh, now, this has traditionally been a very low scoring category, <laughs> and I feel like we are going to continue with that tradition today. I'm hungry. Yeah, and I or I've had to be fighting in a war, presumably. <laughs> I haven't been able to plant my crop yet again. Yeah, so I think it's got to be pretty low. However. Obviously, we are in a point of, you know, maybe change, maybe. <laughs> and Ganukius is sticking up for the little guy. This is true. I mean, we've, again, we've had a problem with the tribunes sometimes, in that the tribunes are meant to be, I mean, it's in the title, guys. It's not just a clever name. Tribunes of the plebs. And yet, and yet, some of the tribunes seem to be very much in the patrician's pocket, um, or just lazy or scared. <laughs> So it is it is heartening to see a tribune who is willing to go to the mat. Um, Bring it out. Yeah, even if he does, unfortunately, get murdered. <laughs> we don't know why. Um, so, Suspense! I know. Nobody knows! Suspense, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I don't know, like a three? A three? All right, <laughs> three it is. Okay, well, Dr. G, you'll be pleased to know that gives us a grand total of 20 Roman eagles. Oh my goodness, they've only failed by five. You know what, though? That is a massive improvement. Like, that's actually impressive. We have seen worse. I can't remember the last time there was a two before another number. Well, it's not, no, zero is not a number, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we've been in the teens or under for, for yeah, a while. Look, we're on so. the up and up, really. Exactly. So congratulations, Rome. Enjoy your golden Roman eagles. <laughs> mm, until next time. And we'd just like to quickly take this opportunity to give a shout out to a favorite podcast of ours. Um, we've kind of been inspired by them somewhat introducing the partial pick. If you are interested in either British royal or Scottish royal history, be sure to check out The Rex Factor. You could not find two more delightful hosts, and they'll take you through the history of each of the kings of those respective nations, and much fun is had along the way. Yes. yes. Enjoy. Enjoy. Enjoy.